Hello and welcome to Injury Times Footnote, an episode where we answer the questions that you've submitted. And uh, with me, Sandhi, uh, we have our regular podcast panelist, Devayan. Yes, I'm right here. Yes, uh, and uh, we also have a special guest, uh, Ms. our producer, Naveen. Hello, Sandeep. How has it been? Oh, it's been good, man. And by producer, I mean he doesn't pay us any money. He just makes, you know, edits the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, uh, let's anyway, let's go right into it. So, uh, first question is from Footballwala, uh, Vivek Mohan 81. What is your take on ATK and uh, Mohan Bagan merger? Controversy is brewing on with the fans' opposition to the name, crest, design, jersey, etc. All over the world, clubs have merged together, sometimes two or three to form one club, sharing a major identity of each one. Are officials behind this controversy? So, I'm going to come to you, Devai. Kind of, yes. I mean, to answer the last question, I think it is uh, largely fueled by a section of the officials. And yes, public sentiment as well, because uh, I don't think this can be compared with other mergers around the world, because, I mean, I don't think you can compare the two at all. Like, ATK is a complete baby in front of Mohan Bagan. Mohan Bagan was established in 1889. It's got a terrific history in terms of where it stands in Indian football. And uh, I don't think it's in the interest of anybody to suddenly rename it ATKMB or something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, some kind of a reasonable compromise has to be arrived at because, uh, let's face it, ATK suffers from an identity crisis, which Mohan Bagan can give them. And Mohan Bagan suffers from a cash crisis, which ATK can provide them. So it's up to the two partners to figure out how they want to you know, go forward and work together in the future. I think but, eventually it will be a ruthless business decision. But the name value alone of Mohan Bagan, they have to yeah. find a symbiotic relation there. Absolutely. That's what, I mean, I think the fans uh, essentially are driving at that. They're saying that how can you change, you know, the club colors, which everybody associates them with and um, all fan brigades. I mean, Mohan Bagan and East Bengal and even Mohammedan Sporting, these teams have some insane amount of following not just in india but among nris abroad as well and i mean i can say from you know anecdotal experience like i commentated the game uh, the one in bangalore where uh, mohan bagan won the i league title in 2015 and i remember a tweet i think maybe a month later somebody just you know profusely thanking me that uh, that was the most joyous day of his life of course i had nothing to do with it i was just incidental but uh, that's what that's the kind of emotions that it brings out i don't think there's been any atk fan who's ever like you know uh, looked back at the 2014 and 2016 isl triumphs and like you know had a tears in their eyes or something of that sort so, so there just one a... question there for you yeah are there atk fans or is this just the bengal mohan bagan bank fans coming together when atk is playing yeah there i don't think there are atk fans i mean it's a fact it's a it's an open secret that uh, they are sponsored by cesc which is run by rp sg sanjeev going essentially so he gets cesc employees to come in as atk fans i mean there are casual you know younger fans who are coming into football now perhaps who have some sort of a remote association with atk but uh, it's not fanatical support i mean the kind that you get for uh, the bigger kolkata clubs I mean, if, if they are free, they'll come and watch a match. But I don't think they'll be too upset if ATK lose a, you know, Northeast Derby or whatever, Eastern Derby, as they call <laughs> it. Too. But, uh, I mean, Mohan Bagan, East Bengal, yes, you lose to the rival team, you don't eat that night. That's how deep it goes. Yes, and uh, let's hope it, it ends in a good merger because there are, especially in Italy, you see a lot of clubs in the lower leagues being taken over and rehashed and renamed. And it seems to work out okay, at least for the large part. So, uh, let's hope that happens. 
Then uh, Tejas uh, at the Tejas ninety four has asked, would you start uh, Beke and Yonan as a pair to accommodate a foreign midfielder for the final? And my answer is no. So what would you what do you think? Yeah. So for me, the more uh, important question is what exactly is that guy Barara? I think he's been the biggest disappointment. He looks like a fake Spaniard to me. <laughs> I, <don't>... <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a bit jet lagged as well because <laughs> he's just reached here and immediately had to play two games. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, let's. Hope Hope that it's jet lag because so far he's been an invisible presence. His, you know, touch has been poor. He's looked completely underconfident. He's just looked out of place. Like maybe featuring in a three nil win will give him that boost of confidence that he requires. But uh, for me, that is the bigger question: that do you play with him? I mean, I think uh, it again boils down to who do you play instead. So if you don't play Barara, then you probably have the option of starting with Seran and Kwanan. And then you can push uh, Khabra maybe up ahead and have AK at right back or something. So all of those combinations are the ones which Carlos Quadrat has to look at. But um, seemingly, I think the second leg uh, semi-final lineup he had, where he had Beke and Juanan, uh, yeah, that could be the one that we are looking at maybe for the final as well. What do you think? Uh, yes, I think I will also go with Debye and it's just, and Yuf Sandeep for that matter. It's a serious no-no playing Beke in the middle and then accommodating a, a Barrera who doesn't look like. We don't know what exactly his role is so far in the team. I think we'll have some more clarity as and when the time passes and he plays more games with this team. But for now, it's a serious no-no because I would rather have uh, Harmanjot Khabra in the middle doing all the dirty work rather than put up Barara and hope that he does the job well. But the thing with Bangalore FC backline, if you look at it really, uh, other than Nishu, nobody's really quick, are they? Because even if you put Beke in the mix, he's not really the quickest of the lot. He's not. But yeah. then, yeah. But then you're not really against Goa. I don't I mean other than Brandon and Jackie who are on the side wings. I don't think it's a smart idea maybe to even put Beke on the right right back role. Because Nishu obviously is going to lose his man at one point or the other. So <laughs> you have to make sure that the other person on the other side is you know shut shop. Well, uh, Sandeep, yes, they are not quick. The back line of Bengaluru are not quick. But if you are to notice throughout the season, their positioning has been really good, and that is where they tend to cover up the lack of speed that these guys have. Yes, Nishu yes, has been like from Saran, doesn't it? A lot of it. A lot of it comes from Saran, but it's, uh, even in the Northeast game, when Saran was not there for a larger part of the opening, opening half he was not there completely, and even the second half, you had the guys like Beke and Wanan do that job. Nishu, yes, he commits forward, and I think he ends up forgetting that he has to do the defensive job as well. So I would like to find a replacement for Nishu rather than go and change the other three in the back line. So, uh, the, so the consensus is yeah. probably no. Uh, what will work to their advantage is, again, it's a smaller pitch. I think it's a relatively smaller ground. So there's slightly less uh, miles to cover. And maybe that will just work a little bit to their advantage. That even with their deficiencies, you would expect them to mostly stay in position. It's just, in on call, the context of Nishu, there was just a small thing uh, I wanted to... Uh, somebody was telling me about uh, why Sunil Chetri has not been as prolific as the previous years. And maybe the age is catching up to him. So, while watching the Northeast game, if you just watch Sunil running around, the amount of well, time... He lost he, his head on yeah, Nishu for not covering... The amount of time he has to run back to uh, cover up or to support or to... I mean, he often ends... On a counter, he often ends behind Nishu. So maybe at 34, they should probably not make him do so much. I'm, I know he's kind of the player who wants to do it, but he, the, when, he might lose a little bit going forward with uh, all the back runs to the back he's making, maybe. What do you think? 
Yeah, that's a fair point. I think with with age, your game has to evolve a bit, and even the team has to realize that your your game should evolve a little bit. I I personally haven't felt that. I personally have felt that he's done extremely well. I mean, even in the across both legs, his uh, defensive work was a standout. And I mean, it, it really sure. helped. Chetri. Chetri, the fact that he tracked back and he you know yeah, of course, absolutely. It really helped the team, you know, gain a little bit of stability, especially uh, in the leg in Guwahati, where they could have perhaps conceded more goals had Northeast really turned up in their full form. Yeah, there were, uh, were you at the press conference, the previous, uh, the pre-match press conference? Basically, I had asked a question about players being mentally switched on and how important that is in this kind of moment in the second leg when you are trailing. And uh, Carles chose to speak about how some of the players in Northeast are. You know, they dive. Uh, he made that dive because, you know, mime and stuff like that to say, oh, he fell down types. And even said that uh, Masia's penalty that on Cabra was actually Masia doing a foul and then Cabra just falling over. Well, These two teams, like I told you, lots of theatrics. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, like you told in the regular episode, lots of theatrics to be expected there. Hopefully, lots of fireworks also. Uh, moving on to Navid Ahmed question, and he sent a couple of them actually. So I'll break it down. So, what's your take on the I League clubs refusing to play Super Cup? I think we spoke about this uh, mm-hmm. in the regular part. So, Navid, if you can check that out, that'll be great. The second one is Is the four players of NEFC being injured to some extent failure of the medical staff? Deba, and what do you think? Uh, not really. I mean, because again, if you recall in previous episodes, we've talked about this. We've talked about, you know, uh, squads and their. <laughs> Sorry. The fact that some teams which have a relatively leaner squad will have a tougher time as the season goes on. Because if you look at Northeast, they've always been sort of there and thereabouts. They've never really, till the end, they didn't really confirm their place in the last four. So they were left with no option but to try and keep playing their top players all of the time. And that meant a lot of games in, um, you know, very short spans of time. And also, to be very fair, both ISL and I-League, they really have to relook at their schedules. Some of the schedules are uh, ridiculously awkward. I mean, some teams have to play uh, in a short burst. They have to play a number of games. Some teams just suddenly put their feet up for a long time, have a long, you know, relaxing time and everything. So, um, it must be difficult for medical staffs all around. And I think the effect was a little more accelerated because a lot of things happened very quickly. Um, the injuries to both uh, Ogbeche as well as Rowland Borges happening inside one half of, you know, one of the semifinals. That was pretty uh, sad and, you know, unfortunate. And even the the injury which happened to Robert just before the game could begin, that would have been quite unexpected. Gaigo, of course, got injured during the game itself. So, a lot of these things do tend to happen in, in sport. And when when it all happens together and in a big match, then you feel the effect a little bit more. But I wouldn't uh, blame the medical staff too much for them uh, because they've had a pretty tough season overall with a very thin squad. Yes, and uh, in fact, I had a conversation with the FC Goa doctor uh, like a couple of couple of weeks ago. And uh, one of the things that he was focusing on was recovery sessions that they had organized. And yeah. uh, a lot of the work, I mean, he travels with the team. He and the staff, medical staff travels with the team. Uh, everything he showed me a lot of details about what they do, and uh, I think they are one of the Goa is one of the best teams when it comes to taking care of their players. Uh, almost nobody, none of them have been injured, and no, no muscle injuries, no stretch, no stains, nothing like that. So maybe uh, if 
other teams can have a maybe take a leaf out of their book because that the way they were going about it they, they were telling me a story about edu bedia and uh, why it was he's been having such a tough time getting consistent runs in games if you look at his history apparently mm-hmm. he had a knee injury which was never really fixed properly and they had they got a scan done and uh, managed to clear that issue so this is the, probably the first full season that he's having mm-hmm. so um, these kind of effects that he's been carrying that for a while so maybe a lot of people must have over a lot of clubs must have overlooked before uh, they found out if what they said is true so uh, sometimes medical stuff is a little difficult to call in that sense is that why drops to the ground so easily <laughs> yeah yeah maybe so, <laughs> so uh, this is the last question again by navid and uh, your views on the allegations that ccfc and uh, mpfc minerva punjab was not played in true spirit this was a match official who wrote the report and he didn't find it convenient or even even fi- I mean, he had some doubts in terms of how the match went yeah. about so, so i did see the match because we were uh, you know at espn we were doing a live vlog consistently and mm-hmm. i was concentrating more on the east bengal match uh, and i mean mm. you know somebody else was watching that game and i was just watching bits and snatches so i don't know really the context to it but from what i read i think there seems to be something to it in the in the sense of um yes the uh, events which have been described do look a little strange but i think you know we'll never know so i don't even know if there's any point in investigating i mean especially if the i league is going to die out soon then what is the point but if a match commissioner or a referee's assessor and everybody agrees that there was something fishy then you have to believe that there was something fishy about it. one of the things that they were pointing at is manzi's penalty that that, that uh, he, sounds like that, the most that can, yeah sorry but that, that does sound like one of the things the strikers might do right just to yeah, mess exactly. with the head of the goalkeeper ridiculous allegation i mean i don't think you should look too much into you know a striker pointing one way shooting the other and the goalkeeper diving the same way that he shoots so <laughs> or or if there was a prearranged thing then he just uh, took the mickey out of the dip, uh, out of the goalkeeper so that's <laughs> it's pretty sad on uh, minerva's part but yes uh, i believe the substitutes were uh, all indians who came on for the you know foreign players who were making the most impact so that does sound a little strange like you know why would you take off Uh, what was your biggest aerial threat and who was causing a few problems for the chennai defense so all of these things seen in totality i don't know i mean anything's possible but uh, you would hope that this is not true what about you guys did you watch the match i did watch the match uh, mm-hmm. at the moment i do remember thinking why did he take these two foreigners off yeah and i remember i mean i only reason why i could come come up with was uh, the humidity and the heat maybe they were tired but it didn't look like they were too tired maybe a little bit no no more than anybody else mm-hmm. so i was a little confused about the substitution mm-hmm. but otherwise this penalty I mean, I, to be honest i didn't even see that penalty incident mm-hmm. so uh, yeah maybe i mean i hope there is nothing wrong and uh, we, we don't have to deal with there is enough bad things happening in indian football without people within the football again adding to it right Yeah well i mean i can tell you from again from empirical evidence and history uh, that nfl i league all of these have had some really shady results in the past as well you know when teams have had to sort of uh, 
lose by a significantly big margin and they have lost their last match to ensure that other teams either get you know get to become champion or somebody gets to get relegated so i won't be surprised if it's happened again and again it's up to the aiff i mean if they've never had uh, proper procedures in place to be able to uh, stamp down on it how will they ever uh, tackle this uh, menace if it if it is one because all said and done what was there to fight for for minerva i tweeted about it and i noticed that ranjit bajaj has responded this morning obviously indignant because all i said <laughs> all i said was that if minerva had something to fight for then would it have been different and he said that no you know we we fought off relegation on our own so i just wrote back to him saying that that's what i'm saying that what if like any international competition you had three places for relegation and on the last day you still had something to fight for that's all i said so these are really issues which iff has to i remember 2015 that same season when um, there was this fabulous match i don't know if you guys you must have been in the stadium when bfc hosted royal wangdo Oh yeah. yes, yeah. that was a crazy game. <laughs> yeah, the 3-3 game. So I had commentated that and as part of the commentary back then for I League, we used to interview the coaches and interview some of the players just ahead of the game. So uh Santosh Kashyap was obviously with Royal Bangalore back then and uh, I remember like we were just keeping an eye out on what was happening in the second division because that was the time when Aizwal, Chanmari, uh, Greater Kashmir, all these teams were making a, you know, bid for coming into the I League. and i think it was a nine team league or something and i just found it very strange because just the previous season they had had uh, i think 13 or something so maybe a lot of the teams had been whatever their uh, licenses had been taken away and stuff but that was also the first season after the isl so i was just pondering and i was just placing it before santosh that wow i mean it will be great if all these teams you know make it to the first division and you have 13 or 12 whatever again and he just laughed and he said you seriously believe iff is going to invite like three teams from the second division he said this is optimum i mean if they have nine teams then it's perfect because they get to play isl then they get to play i league so uh, yeah iff really needs to and i mean of course by iff i mean reliance <laughs> they really need to get their priorities right if i league has to be the you know even if it has to be the second division it has to have a little bit more sense of head or tail to it and i think you know you can't have a league without promotion and relegation and proper promotion and relegation at that well, reliance so, I mean, is to get for second in i league and ranjit bajaj needs to get his tweets moderated a bit oh yes yes tweet some really crude stuff the other day just before the chennai match uh, with wrong grammar if i might add but uh, <laughs> my league it's the same <laughs> at the same time uh, i just wanted to make this point of rohit uh, who's the uh, owner of chennai mm. chennai city fc uh, him coming out publicly and saying we cannot join the isl because we don't have the money and we are okay being the champions of india playing in the second division and even being a feeder club to the big tanadu uh, talent is he has successfully done uh, with the team as it is uh, i think that is a great stand to take as far as um, Uh, owner who is little helpless in what he can do because you could easily see uh, minerva argued vaisal argued all these kind of stuff and you, this guy is just resigned to his fate i guess i i don't think that's nice i mean i i appreciate that it's a it's a you know it's a positive way to take uh, what is probably inevitable but you've got to resist i mean uh, i don't know what the whole logic was like were these teams told that this would be the future of uh, how indian football will shape up when they entered the i league if if no, not he doesn't know He so that's not all. Yeah. So if if that is the case, then they have been taken for a royal ride by AIF, and there is no reason why they should not fight it. 
so that that's the simple logic which i take i i'm still hopeful that uh, i league will still continue as the top division but uh, i know that you know it, it's not going to be a very popular opinion and uh, but chalandar has come out and said that they are going to merge and yeah so kolkata tax clubs are going to go there too yeah so that's what i mean everything which is possibly you know which could possibly go wrong is going wrong for the i league but uh, at the end of the day das has been your top division and i mean for me the only reasonable compromise has to be to include i league teams into the isl but we know that that's also not likely to happen so i i really don't know i think it's a very sad state of affairs in indian football so uh, navin anything else that uh, you want to discuss here because we now we throw the field open if you have any pet peeve you can go right ahead no i'm just hoping that people turn up and watch the game in bombay man i really <laughs> you, hope people turn up <laughs> you have a big beef about this i've seen you uh, complain tweet uh, compare the uh, mumbai city match to an mdfa match so <laughs> yeah such things have nobody, happened in the past yeah nobody turns up it's it's really embarrassing and thankfully they get away with it because it's a very small ground but uh, this should not be how I mean, especially if it's an isl final it should definitely be packed yeah. so i mean how much is there to the fact that allude to the fact that uh, people criticizing the fact that there is so much of traffic is that something uh, that is at 7:30 a kick off it's tough to get there no not really i think because the road is not the only mode of transport in bombay and i don't know how many people tend to use road on a regular basis because usually it's uh, the local trains or the metro for that matter now and the stadium is well connected with the metro so there's a metro station right outside the stadium you get down and just walk into the stadium it's that's connectivity wise is not a problem weekdays i understand because people don't tend to come to matches post work because here you don't know when you finish up with your work but weekends i don't see why there should be a problem why when people want to come out and watch a game of football because i know a lot of people go out and watch a united or a liverpool play in, in a bar near their house you can just come down and watch a game for uh, life for that matter where in mumbai do you stay yourself i stay in kalyan so i tra- I travel some two hours for the match. Okay, okay, yeah, that's dedication. Just, I was just going to say that's dedication. He is, he lives. I don't think. I mean, if you post a letter to him saying in Mumbai, he'll probably return back to you because it's in, yeah, it's because in I don't stay in Mumbai. Yeah, it's a different district altogether. So how do you you yes. travel by train for these matches? Yeah, I take the train. Yeah, I do that. And then you take a metro or something. Yes, so there's a, conne- a connecting station, a local train station where I can get down and take a metro. and then bang i am in the stadium next that is uh, dedication kids if you want yeah. to make something of your life this is what yeah, probably you have to the do. only thing you can learn from me it's <laughs> <laughs> a great fun i mean i remember 2015 when i was doing the isl for hindi so we were made to stay in navi mumbai but uh, on match days we would travel by car and everything but on off days i would always make sure that i take a train somewhere to meet friends or whatever to go watch a movie or something but yeah i mean just getting from washi into the city used to be great fun and that washi bridge where the train literally rattles along and you feel like you could fall into water at any point of time well that's an experience yeah it is it is and standing like you know close and what's with uh, people in mumbai who hang out of the doors i mean i believe many of them have died also it's but it's yeah, yeah. why do people keep <laughs> going <laughs> well i think it all starts the fact that there's no enough space inside so they had to hang out so eventually when there is space inside people don't tend to go in because yeah, they used to hanging out i've seen people hanging out of empty trains so i mean yeah it's like 
they have perfectly nice seats i mean some of the new trains are so good i mean you have very very comfortable seats absolutely <laughs> but i maybe that is where the phrase hanging out comes from <laughs> well you have a hanging garden for that matter in bombay hanging on but, a train yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, navin and i we were actually flatmates uh, when he was in bangalore yeah the we had a uh, guy who stayed with us who is from kalyan he is actually hung out of the train fallen mm. down mm. and then just got up and gone home and okay. he told it to me in such a matter of fact way now it's like dude you fell off a train and then he's like yeah it's okay it happens all the time <laughs> i don't know how to react to this <laughs> he's happy that he's alive yeah yeah he's like darwin's evolution you know at play <laughs> I, I don't know how you fall off a running train and then can walk home saying my back hurts. I guess it's commonplace. You know, stretches like some of them they do kind of slow down on some stretches. Okay, maybe maybe because I'm from uh, you know Kerala, Calicut, and our train for us is a long journey. Train for us is not to go to work and stuff like that. So maybe. that's where the differ, thoughts differ i guess and so in delhi i mean you have trains but yeah i mean i never knew that there were uh, regular users of local trains even within delhi so you have a circular rail which actually covers the entire city but yeah i mean it's it's normally not particularly used by people uh, of a certain class so you never get to see you know people who travel by train to office or whatever but it it actually used to be pretty convenient apparently once upon a time yes uh, so i guess we have run out of football things to talk about uh, unless there <laughs> is anything <laughs> yes unless there is anything you guys want to say no i think all the ranting is over listeners i think that's about us i mean that's about it from us for footnote and uh, you can hear more of the rants once the final is over and we'll do the finale episode hopefully we can do a best of 11 or best transfers and stuff like that we might do something like that as well so uh, anyway thank you guys for being on the show it is always fun talking to you guys about football thank you navin for joining from thanks. bombay thank thanks bhai as always thank you thank you so in the meantime uh, keep listening to us on whatever audio platforms you have we are also on spotify uh, you can follow us on at injury time ind send in your queries more and we'll try our best to answer them so in the meantime just watch the football and enjoy the game